Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Here each week, I'm going to give you something new every week, or snooze for short, from photography's best of the best. I've handpicked each guest, and I'm hoping my conversations with them will be both entertaining and educational. Snooze are about what's new in my guests' photography world and how they are implementing it in their business, from new workflows to tips and tricks that's giving them the leg up on their competition. Each guest is going to share something that's new that's helping them in their corner of the world. So go grab a snack and a tasty beverage and get ready to learn something new this week. This week's episode is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. Since their inception, they've developed a reputation for having the highest quality products, customer service, and technologies in the industry, all of which have contributed to becoming the preferred lab of professional photographers nationwide. And guys, they're just a great company. They're family run, and everyone that works there is dedicated to serving you and your company. Their customer service is like none other, and they are huge supporters of our industry. From the small chapter meetings to larger shows, Miller's is always there. If you've never checked them out, you really need to at millerslab.com. All right, on to the show. And away we go. All right. I am here with Matthew the Body Kevin Mueller, uh, who needs no introduction at all, uh, but we're not going to do that today. So welcome to Something New Every Week, or SNOO as we like to call it, uh, where we're going to find out what's new with Matthew. Um, I really uh, find it important to kind of get to the meat of of what we're going to do in our interview right from the beginning and talk about something new that's going on in your business and, and, you know, a little different. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, a whole big thing. It could just be what, what, what's going on in your world. What are you finding out that is working for you? And, you know, something that you could share that, you know, maybe could be a light bulb moment for someone in the studio. Like, Oh gosh, I was just looking for that. So, and again, we will, I will do a long intro on everything about Matthew and everything that he talks about today. We'll put into uh, links if necessary and we'll kind of go from there. So, Matthew. Well, so what's new with my business? Um, well, you know I come from a second generation photographer. So, you know my studio has been around since 1972. It's right. been around forever and ever. And when my dad was running it, the whole vision of the studio was focused on weddings. And I just really wasn't... I didn't like weddings. Um, emotionally, I thought they were the most uh, emotionally invested I would get in a shoot. But weddings are always Fridays and Saturday nights when it's nice outside. And I got really, really, really burnt out. I'm being stuck working every Saturday, Friday and Saturday, and then being a pile of crap on Sunday. I didn't like it. So we started going into volume a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that's been new for us is in the last four years, we've gone into yearbook photos. Okay. And so that's been a big shift for us. Um, it's kind of like revenue producing equal to a wedding, right. but it happens every year. <laughs> That'd be neat if people just got married, the same clients got married every year. And you, and you got to work <laughs> with the same people every year. And okay. so the big thing for us um, has been the first opportunity we got to shoot, uh, to photograph a school. 
uh, was a very small school, 79 kids. And so um, I always had visions of us growing to 50,000 plus. And so the big thing that we did and that I'm excited to talk to you about is how we built the whole system up predicated on being able to scale. Okay. So we didn't want to have to do it and then get another school and say, oh, okay, now we're getting bigger. Now we have to, now we have, now we got to do it seriously, guys. Or we're, we're getting bigger. Okay, now we got to figure this out, guys, because we can't limp our way through it. Um, so the biggest things for us, the, the shift that we've had is going heavier towards volume and specifically schools and preschools. Okay. So we're, we're going to dig into that a little bit more about how you're finding those clients and, and, and how you're doing that. But let's say you did a shoot last week. Uh, what's one thing that you did that was new um, that you find? Is there something exciting that you did, whether it be software or the way you line something up? or? Yeah, so we're actually doing a lot more. I was always of the belief that online sales would kill you in high volume stuff. Um, I always thought that prepaid was kind of the ticket where if you don't pay, we don't do your picture. If you, you never see the image unless you buy it. I thought that that was the key. And we had pretty good averages with it. And over the last year, we started experimenting with background removals, multiple poses, and e-commerce platforms. Wow. Okay. So just backing up a little bit on that. So, so, so the new thing for you is that you're embracing more online sales where traditionally the uh, school photography market has been, let's unpack that a little bit. So um, you go in, you, the traditional way of doing a, 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 a um, school is you have these order forms that people fill out and then they prepay for anything that they order. Yeah, the, the, the school business for 80 years has always been, um, you hand order forms to the school, they distribute them to the kids, the kids go home, parents drop cash or check in the envelope, uh, the photographer shows up, they take a bunch of poses, they take a bunch of pictures, they pick the best pose, they print the package, they deliver it, the kid has to carry the pack, the pictures home, Okay. Um, show the parents, and if they don't like them, the kids have to bring the pictures back to the school and get a retake. Okay. And so now what we did, we experimented on some smaller schools and we actually had really good results. And so okay. we're launching it on a bigger scale next year. And so now what we do is absolutely no order forms go home to kids. None. Okay. Um, they sit down. We're going to do six, seven, eight poses of each child. Then we use this uh, really cool software that we should talk about that does all of our knack, uh, background knockouts passively. Okay. And then we load it onto a private password-protected e-commerce gallery that allows them to do live background swaps, pick their favorite pose. Okay. They can do instant downloads to their phones, full-size files. Wow. And then this, um, there's a couple of different options for this software, but we're, we're playing with uh, Got Photo right now. Okay. And they're partnered with like H&H &H and Miller's and... Um, White House, everybody works with them. And then it actually allows you to have the client, when they submit an order, it's direct shipped to the parents. So we. That sounds amazing. Yeah, well, especially for <laughs> so a school. So, so just, just to kind of, <laughs> right. So just to back up on it, just give me a time frame for what the last 80 years look like on, on, on time frame from the day you shoot in a perfect world. Yep. How long it takes to get. Yeah, typically you're two to three weeks to delivery. Right. 
And then you have to set up another retake day two weeks after that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now what we're doing is we are photographing on theoretically how this could happen is if we shoot on a Monday. Right. Galleries will be launched Wednesday. If they place their order Wednesday morning, they could have it by the end of the week. Wow. So the kids and, and what we're doing is we're freeing up the schools from a lot of work. Because they don't have to hand out order forms. They don't have to hand out. They don't have to distribute orders, um, which is a big selling thing for us, which is a big reason why you would want to go with us. We simplify this process. Uh, But from the consumer experience, which is fundamentally like been something where I never wanted to go e-commerce solutions on it because I wasn't I didn't believe there was a great solution that was good for me as a business owner and provided my clients with a great experience. And we, we found that there are several options now. And so this, um, having the solution in there to be able to just be like, okay, don't worry about it. Just show up. And if you don't, I don't have to reprint orders now because if they don't like them, they don't buy them. If they want to do a retake, they just come in they see it all before they purchase. And it's also opened the doors for higher averages because parents are able to purchase more than just one thing. Right. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted, so. Uh, so you're just you're just starting to test this out. Are yep. you finding you know right from the get go? I, I, I would imagine that your sales must be increased. Quite so a bit. actually, that was really interesting. So we've done it. We did a year of, of pilot testing it with with different schools. Okay. And there was one school that we we tried it with, and I was like, did the math on it, and I said, if we were doing prepay, we should do about seven grand. Like that should be should be seven thousand dollars. Okay. And um, so we launched the gallery. And like we were two weeks into it, and I was sitting there and I was like, I'm at like eighteen hundred bucks. Wow. And I was like, I'm getting killed on this. Like, this is not (laughs) even close. And I was so mad. Okay. Um, but as this e-commerce, what it does is it it loads them into a drip campaign. So it's Uh, like and then it'll be like, Hey, just a reminder, your pictures are gonna be gone in two weeks. Hey, twenty four hours until your pictures are gone. And then, like, finally, your pictures are have been removed. And what happened was we found that the orders, our participation numbers went down. Our averages went way up, um, which I think that's going to level out even more. Just because when you institute a new system, I think that there's always some people that are slow to adopt. So I think our participation numbers are only going to go up. They won't go down. And our averages went up. And at the end of our at the end of our test with this, we landed at exactly seventy two hundred dollars. So wow. okay. so we hit the numbers we should have hit off of prepay, but it was a better consumer experience, and it was less back end work for us too of like opening order forms, cashing checks, right. typing in orders. Right. It freed up all that work for us. So that's really interesting. Um, you got that in place now. And, um, you know, as, as I'm listening to you talk about it, I would imagine that, you know, you were really worried about, so it seems like the sales projection is going to go differently. The sales cycle is the word I should look for. The sales cycle is going to go differently than it would with the paper forms. And I agree with you in the fact that these parents are now going to get, need to get used to a new system. Um, and I'm sure that kind of change has been difficult um, all along because, 
you know, you probably have people who have, you know, different kids in the yeah. school and the administrators, they don't know how to explain it properly. So now, now that you've gotten back to, thankfully you got those sales back, what do you think as you get to know, is there, is there something else that you think projection wise you could go? Yeah. I wish I had a, like a hard number for an answer on that. I don't. Um, we're seeing the trend, um, what we've learned in doing our pilot testing with the different schools that we worked with. We've actually learned that opening up a longer window mm-hmm. um, is actually helps our sales out, gives mm-hmm. people longer time. And then what we do is we just simply will add a discount so it's cheaper if they buy it in the first month. And then it gets more expensive and we can kind of drag it out. And the other thing that we can also do with this is with our background knockouts, we're also going to be able to offer some seasonal items too. So in okay. case parents want to come in and do like Christmas ornaments or things like that. You can just drop them out and put new background in. Yeah. So we, we found this software. It's a website. It's called remove.bg. Okay. Um, the thing that I always hated about green screen in general is I think that to get, I think that you can have an amazing portrait lighting scheme. And I think that you can have an amazing green screen lighting setup, but I don't see a lot where it's an amazing portrait and perfect green screen lighting. To have mm-hmm. it like to have that green screen be perfectly flat lit, it's, it can be done. It's very hard. Right. And then a lot of times, what you'll get is even you'll just get that light bouncing off of the green. And if you have a fair skinned blonde kid, like try getting that green out of the strands of the hair. It's a nightmare. And so what this Remove BG does is it actually uses artificial intelligence to knock. Uh, to knock the subjects out from the background. So what we do is now we actually don't photograph on a green screen. We photograph on a giant gray card. So it's basically a giant gray card. And and then we upload all of them through this completely passive bulk uploader. Okay. And so we did 3,000 kids and it was flawless. And so it uploads them, downloads the JPEGs, done. Okay. Or the well, PNGs. I'm sure that the people listening are going to want to hear about that. <laughs> we'll add a link to that for sure. Um, and it is neat. Uh, I, I can only imagine, how, you know, the amount of automation tools that you you're, you're seem to be adding um, to doing this. So, uh, okay. And, and I know you're second generation, so you guys are, you know, looking to do different things. You, you decided on school photography you know, I'm a newer person. Maybe I'm doing one small school. Any any quick advice on how you know math? Uh, how I can land that fat baller account so I'm driving uh, Mercedes and vacationing with rock stars? I just think that if you ever like the the saying I heard is that you have to be ready for the opportunity of a lifetime and the lifetime of that opportunity. Yep, that's a good quote. And so I like with us. We've landed some relatively big jobs, but we've always made sure that we were positioned to be ready for them when those opportunities came up. Okay, and so that's good advice. So right. the things that I would say is like, if you have a small school and you're looking to grow, first thing you have to do is obviously you have to execute that small school at a very high level. And you have to have a system in place because once you kind of have your system, it's just rinse, wash, repeat. Right. And so you have to have that really dialed in so that you know that you can do this, you can scale this up, and it's not going to be uh, taxing on your systems uh, of your studio. And um, once we've done that, which we once we had our system in place, the easiest way we found to acquire accounts is actually just relationship building. 
It's right. community presence. Yeah. It's it's knocking doors. It's smiling. It's going to community fundraisers. Mm-hmm. It's making donations. Right. Um, and it's just really we we embrace that that community partner. Do you feel like having everything in place? Because you and I talk a lot. So um, do you feel like with would you have put those things together? Would you have had the? I feel like once you got your processes in place, the things that you're proud of, those that doing that, do you feel like it gave you the confidence to go out for those people? Or do you feel, I mean, yeah. you're a pretty confident person to begin <laughs> with. But I, I feel like preparation is such an important part of, of your career in general. Um, and you take it seriously. But do you, uh, do you feel like that's what gave you the confidence to do it? Or you feel like I needed, you know... Yeah, well, I think that we always... You, you, you need one. You need one to be able to start. Right. And our first one was not a glamorous school. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty bad. They actually stiffed me on a fifteen hundred dollar check. <laughs> um, I never got paid, but I would have paid the fifteen hundred dollars just to have it experience. as a learning experience. Sure. And so that that really small one led to an opportunity to do fourteen hundred. Okay. That fourteen hundred led to an opportunity to do. Two other ones, one was 600 and one was 1,200. And then that led to the opportunity to do one that's 3,000. And so, but all of them, what we've done is like, as we, yes, as you get your systems in place and you execute it, you're like, oh, yeah, we can do this again. Let's go get more. Yeah. Okay. And, and now as we're growing even bigger, the thing that's really cool is um, we landed a, a fair number of schools next year, but it's all under one district. And so if you just look at that district number, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's a gigantic mountain we have to climb up. Right. And then I go and I look at them like, no, these are like 18 jobs that are smaller than stuff we've already been doing for years. Okay. And so it's like it reassures me that I wouldn't be worried about taking on any one of these schools. There wouldn't be a problem. Right. And it's because we had it that dialed in. Well, and I think also you kind of uh, broke it down in the sense that you landed a big job, but you immediately compartmentalized it in the sense that you broke it down to like, oh, it's a huge job. Yeah, but it's really only 18 small jobs. Yeah. Which is, I think, really important. All right. So you've talked about this and I have a feeling I know the answer to this one, but tell me about your greatest accomplishment this year and why you're proud of it. So in my market, now this changes around the country. It's one of the things that's difficult when you talk about volume photography is um, it's different regionally. Geographically, it changes. And so in Minnesota, you cannot do a public school unless you do the entire district. Wow. So there's no way for me to go to the neighborhood elementary school and say, hey, I want to do your pictures. And the principal says, yeah, that's great. We want to have you in. I'm blocked. Because wow. I, it's a district decision, hmm. and our districts, specifically like where my studio is, these are all 10, 12, 13, 14, 15,000 kid districts. Wow. And so it's kind of like the story I always like to tell is when I was in college, I wanted to get a job as a waiter. I thought I'd be good at that. And I went and I applied everywhere, and everyone would always say, well, where have you been a waiter? <laughs> and if you didn't have experience, they'd say, oh, sorry, we aren't hiring. And so I, I fibbed. And I had a buddy who owned a restaurant in, yeah. in 
Wisconsin. And I called him up and I said, can I put you down as a reference, even though I've never worked for you? And he goes, yeah. And I went in and I said, oh, I worked at this little place in Wisconsin. And they called him and he goes, best damn waiter I ever hired. <laughs> he really oversold it. But I was like, okay. I, um, I got in. I got my opportunity, though, because they thought I could, because I had that experience. Like, I had to have that. So as you're building up these schools and you're breaking, I fucking totally lost my train of thought on this. We're gonna have to edit this out. Your 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 accomplishments. That's totally fine. But I, I wanted to make the point that Matthew uh, Matthew um, he faked his way. He faked it until he made it. in, well, the, in there. Yes and no. Business. Yes and no. It's totally true when it isn't because I think that here's the thing. I think that when. I tried for a lot of years to get into schools and I couldn't get the door open. Right. I tried for a lot of years and I ended up taking a small job because I knew that this job, I could show what we could do. Yeah. And I knew that I was smart enough and I knew that I had a good enough foundation in the photography world that I could do this. Right. Like I knew it. Um, and so getting turned down year and year and year again, it sucks. But that first one, that experience was so critical. But we needed to we needed to execute that. Let's talk about that rejection. Um, it's so hard for artists to, to deal with. Um, I personally am. I the, the what you we we talk on the phone a lot. You know how I handle rejection. I don't I don't handle it well, and it's really difficult for me. And it's weird. The older I get, I swear it, it must get harder for me. But. Um, as creative people, and we're trying to get paid for what we do, we're going to get a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. Is there any advice you can offer, you know, people just a, a, an over overarching for your entire business how you how you deal with that rejection? Because you you have been working very hard and you have gotten a lot of no's. A lot of no's, a lot of no's. And um, so you've been to my house and you've met my dogs, mm-hmm. and I have two dogs. I have Bailey and I have another dog named Buster Douglas. Yep, and I knew. <laughs> And who both own those personalities? <laughs> and Buster Douglas is one of my favorite stories in in professional sports of all time. Period, and it's a story I connect with. Okay. Um, and so Buster Douglas, long time ago, back in the '90s, Mike Tyson was knocking everyone out. Boom, boom, boom. You went to the bathroom, you missed the fight because it lasted 23 seconds, and he was killing people. And they were supposed to have a fight with Holyfield. They couldn't come to terms, so they needed a filler fight, and they gave him James Buster Douglas from Brooklyn, New York who was a nobody, had no business in the ring. Long story short, his mom's going around all the beauty shops she owns saying, my son's going to beat Mike Tyson. My son's going to beat Mike Tyson. My son's going to beat Mike Tyson. He's like, mom, relax. Because like, this is not a joke. Like, This is Mike Tyson. This is when Mike Tyson's scary. I, I could get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, Literally. like, this is going to be rough, mom. Right. And um, a, a couple of days before the fight, his mom passed away. And so, yeah, so he went into the ring and in the eighth round, he got knocked down uh-huh. and he barely gets up and they said, do you want to fight? Cause Mike's going to come over here and knock your head off. And he's like, yep. And they go, all right, they start the fight and he's coming over and he's about to hit him. Saved by the bell. Goes to the ninth round, gets a snot beat out of him, gets the 10th round, knocks Mike Tyson down. First person who's ever done that and knocked him out. And after that, what happened? Everyone started beating Tyson because everyone figured out that if you could just last six or seven rounds, the guy gas out. Right. And it's my favorite huh. story because I always think if you can take the ass whooping that life puts on you for eight or nine rounds, you can win. 
And you might get knocked down and it feels like it's over. Right. But you don't know how close you are. And so... Man, that's good advice. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that we did to grow this company is just we were too stupid to quit. Like, we're too, we're too, we're Which, too committed. Many, we're too focused. How many, how many success stories you'll hear about, um, you know, businesses who, you know, just keep trying and trying and trying until they get where they need to go. And, 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 and I think any, owning any business is about making it to the ninth round and you're going to get knocked down a couple of times and it's the ones that get up are the ones that, that are going to succeed. And, and I challenge this audience or anybody to come up with one person that they know that had instant success and stayed at that level mm-hmm. for the longest time or the, it just doesn't exist it's about the hard work it's the hustle one Obsession. thing that i've always admired about you is that you do hustle and it's every day and it's every day i'm going to come up with a, a good idea and when we worked together down ppi you would call me with lots of ideas it was exhausting <laughs> <laughs> which is why i loved you so much but um, it was, it was, I, I, you never, you always had the idea of providing value and your intentions were always good. And so it was, it was always, a, you know, a pleasure to listen to your ideas, even though I did say no to you a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I kept coming back and you just kept coming back with, <laughs> Hey, I've got another idea. And I appreciated that. And at no point did it. And there were there were other people that I had worked with over the years that I kind of had to shut them down and say this is never going to happen. But a lot of times it was just because they just kept coming back with the same idea mm-hmm. and asking the same question again and saying why can't I do this? So you always had some some angle and you know um, the way that you build relationships. It's you try and find you use your humor a lot to to embrace um, the people that you surround yourself with. And it's that charm that you use um, that not everybody has, but it's definitely you have a charm that not everybody has, and you use it to that, and 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 you, it's it's a relentless charm. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, all right, so we're gonna do a quick lightning round, okay? And then we're we're gonna wrap things up because this has been this has been amazing. So lightning round, tell me the first thing that comes to your head. Favorite music before a shoot. Ooh, I've been listening to this rapper NF. Uh-huh. I'm a fan of the underdog, and he's All got right. a lot of underdog songs. Okay. Um, I don't know NF. <laughs> I'm also 51 years old. Uh, favorite food? Ooh, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. All right. Uh, your go-to drink? Uh, I've always been a sucker for a redhead. Maker's Mark on the rocks. All right. Uh, guilty pleasure? Ooh, disconnecting on a Sunday and not doing anything productive at all for work or personal. Just that's my guilty pleasure. I love Sundays. A Sunday. Yeah. Doing nothing. Well, and I think you and I are definitely on the same page as that, especially during football season. So I know <laughs> on, on, it's, a, it's a full day of football. I should say that's my guilty pleasure is yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I've seen some <laughs> of the places you've gone. Um, why why is Jason Group so awesome? Uh, Jason Group is... <laughs> um, God, you know, I think that there are um, people you know over the years um, that come and go. And you've been an interesting person to be friends with because I think that you are someone who's always constantly kind of... I think I told you this a long time ago when I was actually describing your wedding photography. 
And I think I said, like, you, you reminded me of Madonna in a weird way, mm-hmm. where you were constantly reinventing yourself to be relevant in a changing, in a changing industry. And I think that, um, that ability and that willingness to adapt and pivot and change um, and to be a good sounding board... Like, I, I call you and we talk and we bounce ideas off each other. I tell you stuff about my school business. You don't know anything about that. But I, but I enjoy having um, a relationship with someone who's willing to evolve throughout their career. I like that. Yeah. That's really nice. I was just expecting a goofy answer. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Uh, that, that's really nice. And, you know, um, this is definitely a period in my career where I, I am reinventing myself again. Um, so it's, it's been doing these podcasts, uh, launching the group, uh, has been a real pleasure. And for me, you know, when we enjoy what we do, the work is easy, right? Mm-hmm. So this has been, for me, has been, has been amazing, but this isn't about me. That was kind of a, a campy <laughs> way, way to end things. Uh, bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bow tie. Okay, that was the answer I was looking for. All right. Well, thank you, Michael, for, uh, Michael. Who's Michael? I saw it. I'm reading off of my script here. That's why. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Definitely the way to Matthew, the body. Um, Thank you for being on this. Thank you for your time. Um, I know that you will have speaking engagements coming up. Um, We'll put them in the show notes instead of you having to talk about them. But Matthew does do some speaking. He's here. We're here at WPPI this Mm -hmm. week. And um, um, if you've never had the opportunity to see him talk about what he does, um, get out there and see him. He's definitely one of the more engaging uh, educators out there. Um, and not only are you going to learn, but you're going to have a good time. So thanks again, Matthew. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <Michael again. laughs> oh, I take back the bow tie comment. Oh, no, I love it, Jason. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Something New Every Week. We hope you learned something new this week and want to once again thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to all the cool stuff we've talked about. And a quick reminder, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by hitting that subscribe now button. See you next week on Something New Every Week.